and the honor and the praise. We'll go take our Bible back to the where I was at last week, and we do it every week since I started this study on the cults. I'm going to change the service just a little bit today and put a different little format to this thing and look at it. First Timothy chapter number uh, three, chapter number four, and verse number one. First Timothy chapter number four and verse number one. I looked down and thought it was three, and I put my glasses on. It was four, so that's why I missed it. Amen. Let's look at the Word of God here and trust the Lord to help us and strengthen us as we study the precious, precious, unadulterated, glorified, inspired Word of God. Amen. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 says, Now, now, the Spirit speaketh expressly. That's uh, very to the point. It's not... Uh, not deviating, it said that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Do you believe we're in the latter times? I do. And I believe we're going to have some depart from the faith because I've already seen that. And it's getting more and more prominent. He said, depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of the devil. And if you turn from the truth, you will turn to something else automatically. We have searching hearts, desiring hearts, and if we don't desire God, we're going to desire something besides God. That's simple enough. Simply put, our minds are not, you know, you can't turn your brain off. Did you know that? Some of you have a hard time turning it on, but you can't turn it off. Your brain is thinking about something. You have trouble going to sleep at night. Why? Because you're thinking on things. And Paul said, think on these things. And we ought to be thinking on these things. They're talking about the things of God. But if you let things, you know, if you're not thinking on the things of God, you're going to be thinking on things that are not of God. Because your mind is busy. Verse number two said, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Everybody's got a conscience. That's that little thing down inside you. It speaks to you. Verse 3 said, Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which hath created, which God hath created to be received. You see how the devil tries to leave out a word here? I get aggravated sometimes reading the scriptures, and I counted the old age, but I about cited it's the devil. Amen. Because every time I miss a word, somehow the Spirit of God just back up. Sometimes that don't happen. So sometimes I it is old age, but not every time. Right? He said, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. And we've been talking about the cults for several days now, for several weeks really. And uh, we started last week about uh, why would somebody leave a fundamental church or a good Bible teaching church and go into the cults. The fact is you'll have a smaller amount leaving from a fundamental strong church that teaches the Word of God than you will 
Some is just what I call mediocre. Because if you've been taught, and I want to say this, and I believe I said it last week and I'll say it again today. If you're taught in the Word of God and your doctrines are right from the Bible, it's going to be hard for the devil to penetrate your mind and heart to make you change. Suppose the devil tried to tell you this morning that uh, the virgin birth is, is not real. You wouldn't believe that, would you? Why? Because you've been taught. You said because my daddy believed it, because my mama believed it, because the preacher preached it. No, because you read it out of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit has told you. That's why. If you're satisfied and settled on the things of God, you're not going to jump from one pillar, uh, as a fellow said, from pillar to post. You're going to stand straight. And uh, so you don't have to worry about if you're anchored. That's why it's important that we get our doctrines right. Uh, people don't like that, and doctrines are things that people fight. But I want to ask you a question this morning before we even start this. How many of you have had and know of people, let's say first of all in our families, know of people that's in your families that have went to some of the cults, and some of the cults our name is like Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, Seventh-day Adventists, even maybe turn to Roman Catholicism or turn maybe to uh, Armstrongism and maybe other things, uh, maybe Church of Christ who believes in baptism and so forth, uh, maybe Pentecostalism, I call that cults too. You may not, but I do because they're deviating from the Scriptures. And there's some things I'm tolerating put up with. If somebody has a different view on the second coming of the Lord and his doctrines are right, I, I, I just laugh at them. But, uh, you know, under my breath. But what I'm trying to tell you is they sometimes deviate so much. And so, so how many of you have had, you know, or maybe it's some that I haven't even mentioned, but you believe they've turned to cults in your lifetime, in the family? Nobody but one? Well, I say I have. I had some for Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, Armstrong, them two in particular I know of, and then I got a bunch of them that's in Pentecostalism in my family. I'm not talking about my immediate family. I'm talking about uncles, cousins. That's family, isn't it? All right. Uh, how many of you have had friends? And uh, you're associated with them some degree. And they have switched to cults. Anybody? All right. So you see, it affects most of us in this building. Why would they do that? Last week I gave you two or three reasons and didn't get on down in it. I mean, it, we've got family today that listens to everything and under... and uh, I mean, just back yonder years ago, they used... Uh, They'd follow the, what is that, was it PTL club or something like that? And uh, people swallowed all that stuff up and they couldn't hardly wait to watch all them broadcasts. And, and they watched those. And I know people in this modern day that swallow up some of that stuff. Knowing these people, they'll, they'll run after people like Benny Hinn and Jesse Duplantis, Joel Osteen and Rick Warren and T.D. Jakes and John Hagee. And uh, Paula White 
Hey, Kenneth Copeland, Pat, uh, Pat Robertson, all these. John Piper, John MacArthur. These are, some of these are classified as fundamentalist. A fundamentalist sometimes is misconstrued. You follow Paul Washer, Chuck Swindle, uh, Billy Graham. I don't follow any of Billy Graham's stuff. I read a book one time on him on faith. When I first started preaching, that was one of the strongest books I'd ever read. And he gives some tremendous things, and I learned from that. But then he changed. He started off right. Many of these have started off right, but they've ended up wrong. I don't want that. I, I, I don't want, I don't want what well, R.C. Sproul, Rick Warren, uh, Andy Stanley, Charles Stanley, Bill Highbells, Kenneth Copeland. I mean, I mentioned him. And uh, Benny, well, Benny Hinn, I know I mentioned him. All this bunch. And, that, and the list goes on. And you get swallowed into that. It's in the modernism, liberalism, uh, and it's cultism. People follow these people. I wouldn't want anybody to take my teachings as, as a prayer book or and uh, follow me. Uh, don't follow me. Follow the Word of God. That's what we need to do. People are following it. And every cult, and we'll talk about that a little bit, every cult that started, they're based on, on men or a person and not the person of Jesus Christ. Christianity is the only thing that I know of that has a Savior that's real and genuine and you can count on. Christ. Uh, a fellow one time uh, called me up and he said, Preacher, I got you a bunch of books. He knew I liked books. And I read a lot of read most all my life. I've always enjoyed reading. And he said, I got you a bunch of books. said, I found about 10 or 12 books. And uh, said, somebody give them to me. And said, I thought, boy, yeah. he said, you're going to like these. I said, who are they by? And he said, I don't know. He said, but there's one right on top that says, The Great Controversy. I said, I don't want it. And he said, how come? I said, Ellen G. White. Seventh-day Adventist. Amen. Don't want that. Amen. Followed after Miller for a long time and then took it over, got that thing. And he said, what do you want me to do with them? I said, put them in the trash. And if you don't want to do it, bring them me and I'll take them and put them in the trash. Matter of fact, I cut them up, and if I get them, I cut them up and cut the bindings off where you can't read them. But uh, I just appreciate what God does and helping us, but he thought he was going to help me some. And uh, all of these are following after those things, after people. Last week I said the reason is people in Baptist churches in particular, and just because you're a Baptist church don't mean you're all kosher. Amen. I like that word kosher. Amen. I, somebody said something about the other day. He called me Dennis Deal. He said, uh, Brother Deal. And people always call me Brother Deal. I don't know what it is. And they'll, they'll say, Preacher, I looked you up in the phone book. And that's when I had the regular phone. Said, I looked you up in the phone book and you ain't even listed in the phone book. I said, You ain't going far enough. Dennis Deal? I said, Yeah, but right under is Dillard. 
And D-I-L-L-S comes after Dillard on down through there. You ain't got far enough yet. It's got S on it. I said, uh, we're kosher. We're not gherkins. Amen. Kosher. So I'm thinking about, I want to stay with the stuff, don't you? So every Baptist is not kosher. You may have a time. People die and they'll say they were of the Baptist faith. Now that's a big wide platform. Amen. And uh, in other words, they're saying you went to church every once in a while. That's what they're telling you. Amen. It's just when when it meet hits you fancy. Uh, we preach in our funeral every day. By the by the way, let me remind you of that. When you're gone, people gonna know about you already. Amen. And uh, so you every day you're gaining and, and preaching your funeral. But people on the pews of the average Baptist church today, the reason they're going and leaving the fundamentals of the Bible and picking up what somebody says and what somebody teaches, some of the crazy teachings. I've, I hear some crazy teachings sometimes. I remember it blowed my mind one time when, the, when I read a thing about the Mormons and they said we were all in heaven at one time, chose to come to this earth. And we're all going to get back to heaven one of these days. It's going to take longer for some than it is others. And I said, never heard of that. That's the kind of teachings they have. And, uh, you know, I reckon that's a works, got to be a works religion. If you can control how you get there. Amen. So, uh, the one reason they leave, I said last week, is because they're not saved. An unbeliever is subject to believe in anything. His mind is not opened. He's, his understanding is not clear. His heart's closed to the truth. When I say something about studying the Word of God, these three things I always say, if you want to study the Word of God, you've got to have an open Bible, and it's got to be the right kind, by the way. Yeah. And uh, you've got to have open mind, and you've got to have an open heart. And if you don't have open mind, open Bible, and open heart, you're not going to learn anything. And by the way, you can't, you can't just reach up here and flip a little switch and turn your mind on. You can't just reach down here and turn your heart on. God in heaven is going to have to enlighten your mind. And your mind under the Spirit of God will open your heart to receive. But as many as received Him, notice it. To them he gave, you know, well look at it. Let's read it. I almost misquoted it there. But let's, let's look at John. John chapter 1. It's always better to make sure we get it right. In John chapter 1. Look at verse 12. The Bible said he's, in verse 11, he came unto his own. His own received him not. He came to the Jews. They, re- they didn't receive him. But verse 12 said, But as many as received him, those who did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. You know what he done? He opened their heart. You said God opened some hearts and won't open others. No, God will open anybody that wants their heart be opened. Even to them that believe on his name. There's another scripture that said, Let him ignorant be ignorant what? Still. Now, you want to be ignorant? You can be ignorant. You don't have to learn. 
But I want to know the truth. And the truth is going to set me free, and it has, and thank God for that. But a lot of times people jump to cults and start listening to some of these false doctrines, false teachings, and false religions because they believe they don't believe in Christ. They're lost. Why would somebody want to jump to... I heard a, a fundamental Baptist preacher this past week say, it don't make no difference where you worship on Saturday or Sunday. The day ain't got nothing to do with it. It don't even tell you that in the Bible. And I thought, now listen to me. Make sure you get this right. It does tell you. And they say, uh, Sabbath worship. When they're talking about Sabbath worship, they're talking about Saturday. Not Sunday. We worship on the first day of the week because Jesus rose on the first day of the week. And the Bible said lay by and store on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. That's when you put your offering in. God done made that. And there's other things, other places I give you for that. But this preacher said, it don't matter where you worship on Saturday or Sunday. Sunday. And I guess he's trying to stay in the middle of the seven-day Adventists because they believe that you must worship on Saturday, Sabbath. Matter of fact, and you may not know this or not, but they believe if you don't worship, if you if you refuse to worship on Saturday, that's a, that's the mark of the beast. They teach that. And how foreign is that? That's way off from the Word of God. Did you know that they they teach that's the that's the mark of the beast. And so most of the Seventh-day Adventists, if they look at they if they're telling you the truth, they probably won't look you in the eye and tell you that because they're, they're about like a Baptist I know. They've got a weak background on some, some areas. But if they told you the truth, they'd say, listen, you've taken the mark of the beast. You're doomed because you worship on Sunday. But that's not Bible. Why would people want to believe that? If you're lost, you can believe anything. Secondly, I said last week that they may be saved, but they're babes in Christ. You remember we went through that just a little bit. They haven't grown in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and they're weak. And if you're weak, you'll you'll follow anything. You'll you'll stumble on anything. You'll believe anything, and uh, you won't you won't know. Somebody said I have problems knowing what's real and what's not real. If you've ever been in the Scriptures and the Word of God. Somebody's these people say things to me that are brand new. I know, you know, I learn all the time. I'm getting old, but I learn. Amen. I'm gonna be a smart fella and I die unless I die today because I learn every day. Do you learn every day something about the Word of God? I, 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 I'm amazed at what God shows me every day. And preachers preach to me and tell me scriptures that I've never seen before. And I look at it and, and you know what I say? Amen. They're right. And the reason they're right is because the Holy Spirit of God bears witness with my heart and spirit and soul that it's the Word of God. But sometimes they say things and I say, hmm, question marks just slap me all over my head. And they'll give you scriptures and, and you look at it and you say, and it's not because I've got a closed mind. I want to know. If I'm preaching something wrong, I want to know that. If I'm teaching something wrong, I want to know. I don't want to teach anything that I... And so I try to teach everything that I believe i got to answer on. And a few things I've taught that I had to go back and correct. Somebody said, I started off with it and that's the way I got in. you got a closed mind. 
I ain't always been right in everything. Amen. Have you? I met a few that thought they were. I have to change every once in a while. I said, hmm. They said something. And usually what I've, what I have changed on is something I've took somebody else's word for and didn't study it. But sometimes they'll say something and I know right quickly that's not Bible because the Spirit of God goes against that. And so, but saved and being babes, I don't want to be a babe. Thirdly, the reason they jump from it and go to these cultures is because they uh, have got themselves involved in attending cold and dead and dry and dull churches that never teach them anything from the Word of God. There's a lot of them, aren't they? I was in a place of business this week. I don't know where they go to church at now. They've been going to church all their life. They've sung gospel songs for years and they're good people. I love them. I, I knew this lady's daddy. I used to be his pastor years ago. And I've known her husband for years. Uh, down through the years in, in different churches, I've seen them in. And they, they're a sweet couple. And uh, we were coming out of a place of business, and I spoke to him. And he spoke to me, and he said, how you doing? I said, fine. And I said, amen, good to know that. And I said, how's things are going in your life? And he said, oh, it's fine. And I said, I'm praying for our nation, ain't you? And they said, yeah, yeah, well, you know, said we deserve everything we get. And I thought, they're not too concerned about what we got. You know, they go just accept whatever comes. And then it's the reason, the reason is because they've always went to churches that are cold and dead and calloused. And the preachers don't inform them in anything because the preachers don't know themselves and they're tending at and if you get in a cold dead dry church where the, where there's no life and sometimes I think I'm pastoring that <laughs> and sometimes I think I'm contributing to it amen I I don't I'm not dead amen it seems like sometimes I get to church I'm dead but I don't want to be dead I if anything I hate is to hear myself preach or see myself preach I'm trying to do some videos right now and trying to get uh, some video. I've been doing audios, but I'm doing some videos and trying to set up a video. And uh, my real problem is, I don't like looking at the fat, bald-headed man. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Amen. I guess what one on the front row, he didn't mind they say amen, and the rest of you, but I can't help that. I've just developed that, and that's the way I am. And uh, so I'm saying... Uh, I don't like that. I, I want I want some life to me. And I don't have to put on. Thank God God don't want us to put on. That would be bad, wouldn't it? I want it to be real with it. But they go to these cold, dead churches and there's no vision. No vision. No vision. The Bible said without a vision, people perish. And they they don't want to get past the four walls. Another another reason that people jump from, uh, from a... A fundamentalism to cults is because there's no interest in knowing anything about the Bible. You'd be surprised that the people don't care where they know anything else about the Bible. Matter of fact, when they got saved, been in church for 20 years, they feel like that they, this is strange, but it's true. Uh, they feel like they know pretty well everything there is to know about the Bible. A time or two, I, I uh, have got that way myself. 
Stop and think about it. I mean, you find somebody don't know nothing about the Bible, you say, hmm, I know all about that. <laughs> Amen. You try to pat yourself on the back because you've learned a few things. But every one of us in here need to learn more and have a desire. If you don't have a desire to know more about the Word of God than you've known, then you're going to have a problem. Not saying that you're going to go to the cults, but I'll tell you this much. There's a neat, uh, a little opportunity for the devil maybe to throw something in your pathway if you're not careful. I don't have time for all these. I want to kind of get uh, on with these, to, and you can go and clarify it a little bit more if you want to when you get home. But another reason they leave the church and go to fundamental churches and go to the cults is because they, uh, they're under poor Bible guidance. Uh, preachers preach little outlines that somebody else has made. Uh, they preach in something that's impressing the people. One of the things that uh, I guess down through the years and ever preachers got into that, they taught you, you know, you, you alliterate your sermons and you never have more than three points in a, in a message. And you'll listen to preachers and you'll find point number one, point number two, point number three. And then I went back when uh, I was listening to all that and I went back and looked at people back in years ago and they just preached. They didn't even have an outline. And uh, so the outline's not the importance whether it starts with the same letter, sometimes I get an alliterated message. Sometimes you can see it in the scriptures; it just lays it out for you. You can preach on subjects, you can preach on thoughts, you can preach on books, verses, but expository preaching is the best way to go, and that is taking the scriptures and explaining the scriptures. And so, most of the time, we're trying to get other ways. You can start with a book and get every verse. You start with a subject and get every verse that goes with that subject. And uh, that's good teaching, but most folks are under poor Bible guidance and they have not been taught how to follow the Scriptures. And uh, some preachers will preach and never give you much Bible at all. And uh, some of them will even go to the pulpit without a Bible. I've been to churches where the preacher didn't even have a Bible with him. He just stepped up and preached. He quoted a little. I've seen some that has to borrow a Bible from some preacher to even be able to stand. I, I, I'd feel like I was naked if I didn't have a Bible when I went to church. I mean, I mean that's like going to battle without a gun. That's mean. I mean, you know, uh, David he had a sling and five smooth stones, and that's all you need in the work of God. But he had a he didn't have to borrow a slingshot from somebody so you see they under poor bible guidance another reason because they're carnal a lot of church folks never grow up in any place except they just get worldly they come out of a worldly life haven't been trained much they haven't separated themselves from the world they've got involved in the world and the things of the world is what dictates and controls everything they do and if you let the world control you and uh, you're involved in everything the world's got going on. You're going to lose sight of the things of God, and the cults can make a bearing, put a bearing upon you. Uh, another reason is because 
Sometimes you find church members that just plain out get involved and get going. Next thing you know, they backslide. A backslidden Christian is a bad place for anybody to be. And you're gullible to the teachings of the world and teachings of the cults. And quickly, I'm going to give you this because I know that time's going to catch us here in just a minute and I've run fast on these. But the last one I'd like to talk about is the fact, the fact that the, basically people are not led by the Spirit of God. If you're not led by the Spirit of God, look at what he said in our text in 1 Timothy 4. Now the Spirit, capitalized, that's the Holy Spirit. See that? Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. And if we're not led by the Spirit of God, we're going to get in trouble. The Bible said in the book of Romans, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the, you remember what it says, sons of God. And sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And that's how we, we learn to stay true to the Word of God. And if we don't have the Spirit of God direct in our heart, you know, we get in trouble. Let me just give you this over in the Word of God in 1 John, one of my favorite passages, people talk about being taught. The Bible said in 1 John chapter number 2 and verse number 26, the fourth reason that the book of 1 John is written, there's four reasons why. I'll give them to you right quick. One is because he said, And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full in verse number 4 of chapter 1. God's given us 1 John that our joy may be full. Number two, God gives us a second reason. He said, my children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. The second reason he wrote 1 John is that if you, have, if you sin, you have an advocate. He wants to give you the information. The third reason that he tells us that the book is written is in chapter number 2 and verse 26. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you a reason he, he don't he don't want us to get out of line and uh, we'll see that in the word of god he gives us all this and we rejoice in the lord but right under that verse he says in verse 27 but the anointing where we get that anointing the holy spirit which ye have received of him abideth in you and need not that any man teach you but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things and his truth and is no lie. And even as he, it hath taught you, you shall abide in him. The Holy Spirit's what teaches you the book. Now God may use a man or, uh, or a teacher of some sort to tell you what the Bible says. But the Spirit of God is what drives it home to your heart. And if you don't have the Spirit of God. And there's a lot of people not paying any attention to that. You know, we're living in a day when they think the Holy Spirit, you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got to speak in tongues. So we all messed up. And uh, this bothers me. This really bothers me. We're living in a time of real deep and strong uh, ignorance of the Bible. And if you don't know what the Bible says, you're not going to be able to uh, pinpoint it and stay away from the, tr- uh, the things that the devil throws at you. Our time's come and gone. Let's, let's pray. Father... We thank you this morning for the privilege of prayer, being able to call on your name. Thank you, Lord, that they've listened. I pray what we've said today might have a bearing upon their heart and life. And Lord, as we begin to get a little deeper into these cults that are 
prominent and prevalent upon our land and people have fallen for them and thinks it's the truth and have thrown away the truth. And Lord, how it grieves our heart to see people that we know do that. But I pray your will might be done, your hand might be upon us. Use us, touch the remainder of the service for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.